Are you ready to take your business to the next level and make the money you want so that you can create the impact you desire? Then you're in the right place. It's possible to run a successful business built around your life. Get ready for a little bit of tough love and a whole lot of strategy to grow your business without sacrificing your sanity. If you're ready to get out of your own way and step into the role of CEO, then let's go. I'm Amy Tra, and this is the Motivated CEO Podcast. Welcome back into the Motivated CEO Podcast. Today, I am talking with Dr. Robin Graham about ditching social media. Social media is just a small part of the puzzle when it comes to growing a lucrative business. And I think often as entrepreneurs, we get sucked into the shiny object syndrome, chasing social media, thinking we need to have all these tens of thousands of followers to be quote unquote successful. And the reality is that's just one strategy. So I am so excited to have this conversation with you today, Robin. Welcome in to the podcast. Thank you, Amy. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. So tell us more about yourself, who you are, what you do, and who you serve. Absolutely. So I am Robin Graham. I have a doctorate in pharmacy by degree turned business growth strategist because I have been an entrepreneur for 23 plus years. And I love to help women grow their businesses without having to have an emphasis on social media. I love that. So I want to start out first by unpacking that concept a little bit. Why do you think that as entrepreneurs, we think that social media is like the number one way that we quote unquote should be growing our, our business? Because in reality, it's, it's really not. But why do you think so many people think that it is and put such an emphasis on social media? Well, Here's, here's what I believe. We live in an online space, right? A digital world and digital marketing has really been on the scene for many years. But the fact of the matter is there's so many other aspects to digital marketing, but because social media platforms are there and everyone really ran to them, right? Flocked to them in the beginning because it was the thing to do. And once we saw some business owners start to really have big success, like the Amy Porterfields of the world have all of this success, everybody thought, oh, well, I have to be there too if I'm going to make it. But what people don't realize is that the Amy Porterfields of the world have other things they're doing. They may have landed on social media in the beginning and the algorithms and the owners of social media saw them as opportunity to help grow their platforms while helping those people. But the reality is they all have software companies tons and tons of other mechanisms that they're using to grow their businesses. Yeah, exactly. And it's easy to see their success and then compare our lack of results and lack of success with them. And because these companies, these large, large corporations have gotten so good at developing these algorithms, now we're hooked. It's addiction by design and we're scrolling and we're really fueling that cycle of external validation. What's your take on that? Absolutely. And I think it's really important. Something you said, you mentioned success. And I think every individual has their own definition of success. And success does not have to mean money. And it doesn't have to mean follower count. 
Success it can be determined by every individual that has their own small business or who's an entrepreneur. Um, the algorithms 100% have created a monster when it comes to addiction. And it's that blue light that gives us a dopamine rush when we see or I should just say general endorphin rush when we see likes, when we see a comment, when we see that someone's shared something. And it it really boosts that moment of self-confidence. But what we don't realize is that's deflating because it lasts only for seconds. And if you're someone who is an anxious person by design, or if you tend to go down the route of comparison, all this is doing is giving you a really quick jolt of dopamine, and then you're going to bottom out. And the what if thoughts are going to come in. And well, how are they doing that? Well, if they're doing this, how am I ever going to be successful? And that's why I love to focus on a foundation without social media. Build your foundation first and have things, platforms that you that you own, that you have control over so that you're not dependent on a, an algorithm that is not going to show your content to more than somewhere between 2 and 10% of your followers on a regular basis. You can't grow a business that way and achieve monetary success if you're depending on someone else to push out your content. Yeah. That is such a good point. And I am so glad you brought that up. One of my mentors early on said, you know, you cannot build a skyscraper on quicksand. And it's true. Unless you have that rock solid foundation, eventually the walls will crumble down. And you said too, social media platforms, we do not own our content that are on those platforms. How often are we hearing people that are getting hacked and have to start back over from zero? And then couple that with the organic reach being between two and 10%. Like, it's a very small percentage of your followers that are actually seeing your content. So it's in focusing on those sustainable foundations and solid strategies that cause us to grow these businesses that are successful on our terms. And I think too, going back to what you said about success, you really have to take the time as a business owner to unpack that. Because when you have that deep rooted why, that deep rooted vision of, okay, this is what I want, that's going to help you stay on track. Because social media, we do, we get trapped in that, that scrolling of, the, of our feed because we are, we're craving external validation. We want to blend in with everyone else. We want to see what other people are doing. We're subconsciously comparing ourselves day in and day out. And that begins to weigh on us. And that's not sustainable as a business owner. No. And you said something that's really key, I think, is everybody wants to be on social media to blend in. What the goal should be is to differentiate yourself. And you can differentiate yourself on social media, but not if you're looking at what everybody else is doing and replicating that. So it's much better to take the high road instead of the low road or the carved out path before you because then you're going to stand out as unique. And ultimately, if you are a business owner, you have a personal brand and it really is differentiating yourself to, to demonstrate your why, your authority in your space, your expertise. And if you're not doing that and, and demonstrating that from the core of your authenticity, then you are going to blend in and that's going to get you nowhere. Exactly. 
Exactly. And I think too, a lot of times we're afraid. We're afraid to stand out away from the crowd because it does cause some judgment, you know, from others. And I think it was Lindsay Schwartz that said, you know, in order to impact many, you have to be willing to be misunderstood by a few. And that's true, especially as a business owner, as your business starts to grow, as you do rack up more followers, you're going to have more criticism. You're going to say things that not everyone agrees with. And that's okay, because at the end of the day, you're not supposed to be for everyone. And yes, we have this core desire to be accepted. But in order to make that impact, you have to, exactly like you said, stand out. You have to differentiate yourselves from what everybody else is doing because it's so, so noisy out there. Mm -hmm. It's so noisy, yes. (laughs) Obnoxiously so. So I would love to get into strategies that we can use as business owners to really build that solid foundation, to get ourselves seen, to get that visibility without relying on social media. So what advice can you share with our listeners today of, you know what, we don't have to rely on social media. There's plenty of other avenues available. There are a plethora of other avenues available. And on my website, I have a free guide that has 10 things. But for the sake of time today, we'll just touch on a few, okay? Um, But you will hear people say in the online space, especially if you're new to having an online business or um, a small business, that you can start your business without a website. I disagree with this wholeheartedly. And here's why. The number one strategy that you should implement if you are a small business owner and entrepreneur is search engine optimization. Because when you are found by Google, you can be found at any time from any place and you are not relying on a social media algorithm. Your website should be the hub of your business. The the foundation that's built on stone, not quicksand. To use your analogy earlier. Um, And it is so important to do that. From there, you have blogging. When you create a blog and you create content that is related to what you're doing, who you're doing it for, why you're doing it, then Google's going to see that you're providing value and it's going to drive traffic to your site. Then next, you can use that content that you put on your blog and you can repurpose it. Two of the best ways to repurpose that content without having to be on social media is Pinterest, Pinterest marketing, as well as your email list. And I highly encourage, like you hear people say, blogging's dead, email marketing is dead, neither are dead. Like there's so much power to both of them. And those are the primary sources that, strategies, I should say, that I love to use and encourage my clients to use. Now, you have a podcast, I have a podcast, that's another strategy in and of itself to drive traffic to your business. But again, if you think of having that website, your podcast rolls into that platform as well. And then you can use that strategy alongside the blog strategy, all for SEO. So it all comes back to SEO. Yeah, yeah. And that SEO piece is so, so crucial. And I think a lot of times we overlook it as business owners, but think about as a consumer, what do you do when you're looking to find an answer? 
we go to Google, right? Even yeah. my 10 year old will ask me, mom, can you Google this? That's what we do. That's our default that we go to. So as yeah. business owners, I love that you say, you know, we need that online presence. And this is the way to set it up for the long game because SEO, it has a long lifespan. Those strategies are on Google and will continue to grow versus a post on social media, you know, on Instagram, 24 to 48 hours at best mm -hmm. is how long your post is staying in the feed. Whereas with SEO strategies, somebody Googles something that you wrote five years ago, it's still going to pop up if you've utilized a good SEO strategy. And I love too how you said, you know, then repurpose the content. That is such an overlooked thing that I see all the time with business owners is we are reinventing the wheel over and over and over. It's why, why are we doing this? Take that long form content that you have and break it down. And the really cool thing now is there's so many tools available to help you with this. So if this is something that you couldn't afford before, you couldn't afford to hire someone out, you can leverage some of these AI systems to help you on the back end come up with ways to repurpose that content. Again, we're working smarter, not harder, and protecting our two most valuable assets, our time and energy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And you know, Amy, it's, it's very interesting because the, the, I'm kind of a, a data nerd, Me too. <laughs> I love oh to my gosh, yes. learn. but, um, the, the interesting thing about SEO is that it definitely has a long longevity to it. So I have a blog that has been ranking number one in a certain topic area for years and still it is ranking for four, four, four years now, like it has been ranking and but here's the thing about Google. People go to Google when they're ready to make a decision. They're ready to buy. They go to social media for information just to get ideas. So if you are someone who has a business, what do you want more of? You want people to buy from you. And so having that online presence is so key. And I, when I say online presence, I mean website, I mean Google. Because when you rank in the top few on Google, 92 to 97% of people will purchase, click on and purchase from the top two sites. So it's imperative to be on that front page of any search engine results. Oh, I love that point that, you know, they're ready to buy because mm -hmm. they're seeking that specific information. They're coming to the platform with a problem and you're presenting them with the invitation to the solution. Whereas mm -hmm. a lot of times if we're hopping on a platform like Instagram, half the time, you know, for my husband, for example, he just wants to watch funny videos. He's not interested yeah. in buying anything. He just wants to watch videos or my kids just want to see these cute little animal videos or, you know, all of these things. We're not necessarily going to our social media platforms because we're ready to buy. We're not in mm -hmm. that mindset of, solving our problem. A lot of times we're just trying to escape from our problems. So we go down these rabbit holes of scrolling and doing everything, but actually taking action to solve the problem that's at hand. And I love to, you mentioned analytics, like I am such a data nerd and I love it. I just, I am such a firm believer in data drives decisions because it's very mm -hmm. easy to make up stories 
when we're building our businesses about our successes, about our worth, about all of these things, these underlying narratives that we had. But having a website gives you such a wealth of information. You hook it up to Google Analytics, which is not complicated or hard to do. If I can do it, literally anybody can. I mean, that's my my tech level. But... It's really interesting too, to see what amount of traffic is coming from those social media platforms onto the website. And that's why I think it's really important when you have links within your bio, send them to your website, right? Don't set up these link trees that you can never really get in and see where the the traffic's coming in from because you want to move them onto a platform that you own, getting them onto your email list, providing value in other ways. What's your take on that? Uh, 100%. You will not find a link tree on my any of my social sites. And it people ask me that all the time. Well, shouldn't I put like a link tree and have multiple links? Well, no, especially on Instagram. If you have a business page, now you can put like five or five or more links there. So, but always drive that traffic to your website. But when you're creating a strategy to get people to your website, keep in mind, you want to keep them on your website. So make sure you're educating, you're entertaining, you're providing value, you're inspiring them, and you're giving them what they're looking for when they do arrive. And that may mean hyperlinks to multiple pages, but you want to make sure that you're capitalizing on that act of sending them someplace. And the best way to do that is to then get them on your email list, like you said, because then they're they're in your community and you can reach them at any point in time with any information that you want to share. Nobody's going to filter that. Nobody's going to you know take it down if they don't agree with you. It's a matter of having them in your community and access to them whenever you feel inspired to share something. Yeah. Exactly. You know, email marketing is far from dead. And I've heard it too, you know, where people are like, oh no, people don't do that. But look at these massive, massive companies. They're emailing us all the time. If email marketing is dead, why am I getting 20 emails from Old Navy every single week? It's so (laughs) that they stay top of mind. Even if I'm not opening them, I'm seeing what's coming into my inbox. So I think that it's really, really imperative that we are consistent and finding a schedule that works for us to not go in and just sell, sell, sell. But like you said, build relationships and be a human. Really pour into these people and provide value because that's what's going to build the no like trust factor. And now more than ever, I think people really are valuing the relationships. They would rather Mm. buy from somebody that they know, that they like, than they trust. Then some of these big programs or they're just going to be a number amongst mm-hmm. the masses. There's a lot to be said for that, Amy. And and one thing too about you know online courses and things is we know that the completion rate is very low. Yeah. So if you are someone who believes in building relationships, trust determines buying practices. So the more you can nurture your people, your community, and encourage them to really get to know you, the more likely you are to have them hire you in the long run, but it really is about relationship building because there are, there's too much fluff 
And I know you recently did an episode on this, you know, about all of the talk about money and you have to make this much money or you should be making this much money or here's how to make this much money. It's all about money, money, money. And the reality is it's all about relationship because nobody's going to buy from you based on the amount of money you make or the amount of money you charge. They want to have a relationship with you where they know you and they can trust you. And what you said about email marketing is so incredibly key. Staying front of mind because people in your community do need to be nurtured and they may not be ready to buy from you today or tomorrow or even in six months, but they may have a conversation with someone during that time period who mentioned something that you just happened to send an email about. You were front of mind and that said, oh my goodness, I just read this email from Amy and you need to contact her. Yeah. So there you have it. So it becomes almost a referral source in addition to it drives collaboration opportunities. So you cannot go wrong by having a website, <laughs> a blog, and an email marketing strategy. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's as simple as that. And the really, really cool thing is you can repurpose each one of those pieces and parts to the other. So we're not saying, you know, if this sounds very overwhelming, like, wait, I don't have any of those. Start with one. And then you can start to take pieces and parts of that and feed it to the other. It's about just zooming out and getting strategic, getting strategic about how we're spending that time. Because yes, building a business is a long game. It's easy to think that overnight success happens. It's very rare. That's the reality of it. That's why business has such a high rate of failure. That's why a lot of businesses don't make it past the five-year mark because it is a long game. Mm -hmm. But building those relationships, I really feel like relationships and collaboration have been key in making me grow. They've mm -hmm. really been the number one way my business has grown. Because what happens when you're on a podcast, then you're driving traffic to your podcast, you're driving it to your website. People are getting into your world so that you can bring them closer and closer and closer because you're sharing value, because you're getting to know them, because you're a human at the end of the day. Relationship capital is so underrated. Oh, yeah. And I really feel like, you know, looking at my analytics, I always do a year end audit of the business and see like, okay, what worked, what didn't. Relationships were key. Relationships, retentions, and referrals accounted for 90% of my business this year. It's insane. When you think about it, 90%. That's crazy. Yeah. And for, for listeners who think that they have to be on social media because they might miss out if they're not, do an analysis and mm -hmm. see how many of your clients came from social media versus how many came in through another resource. Were you a guest on podcast? Did you do speaking engagements? Did you do live networking events? Did you use Pinterest? Where is the traffic on your website coming from and what is converting to clients? And I would be willing to bet if I was a betting person that most of you aren't getting a consistent flow of clients and discovery calls from Instagram or Facebook. It's yeah. just not what it used to be. Robin, I would totally put my money on that bet. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> because it's so, so true. And getting those high quality leads, 
they're not coming from those platforms. When people are coming to those platforms, they're typically looking for the free information, just that quick thing. But the serious business owners, it's gonna take them a little bit longer because they're really you know, trying to make the best decision, but really getting curious as to, okay, what's working within my business? What's not? What does the data show me? And when you can shift that lens from, okay, I'm doing what everybody else is doing to, okay, I'm gonna do what works for me and my business, gosh, you're gonna see your results increase. And it makes business easier. It makes it lighter. It feels in alignment because it's in a way that works for you. Oh my gosh, Robin, this was such an awesome conversation. I could talk to you all day. I just, I love everything you say. I'm like, preach, Robin, preach. Seriously, <laughs> you're amazing. Tell us all about your podcast, where we can find you, all of the things. The podcast is The Robin Graham Show. Thank you for asking and letting me share. It is The Robin Graham Show, and we do episodes twice a week, and they are on business, marketing, faith, mental illness, um, or mental health, I should say, health and wellness. Um, so a lot of topics, a myriad of topics, and it's just a great place to learn if you are a small business owner or entrepreneur, and we do talk about strategies that do not include social media. So it's we are the Robin Graham Show, Success Without Social. And then my website, the podcast, my website, everything is under one umbrella, therobingraham.com, and you can find everything else there. And if you go to therobingraham.com forward slash resources, that's where you'll find that guide. And if you are someone who's new to SEO and you feel like it's this foreign language and it's impossible, there is also a video on intro for intro to SEO for entrepreneurs that you might find helpful. So two good resources for you to get started if you do feel inundated by social media and not quite happy with having to spend your time there. Amazing. Definitely go grab your free resources. Listen to her podcast. She is such a wealth of information. Robin, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to pour into our listeners today. Thank you, Amy. It was an honor to be here. Truly, it was an honor. And until next time, embody your inner CEO. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. 